Hey, 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 everyone, and welcome to another episode of Honest to Pod with me, Ashley McAllister. And me, Matthew Ali. And this is episode 63. Three. Yay! First off, I just wanted to address something really important, okay? <laughs> and before we started, I had my sip of water. But if you listened, I didn't listen to last week's episode. Okay, until yet. right now. Until just now, because, you know, I'm a busy guy. We're recording a day earlier just because of something I'm doing tomorrow. And at the beginning of the episodes last week, or on Thursday, well, yeah, today's Saturday, um, that was not me drinking, okay? That was You're telling me you didn't have a drink of water? I had a drink of water, but it didn't make that horrible sound. I most certainly didn't go, <laughs> <laughs> okay? Actually added that. That wasn't me. It was funny. It wasn't me. Uh, it was funny. We did I do like water. We just literally listened to it and Matt had no idea. <laughs> we had to calm ourselves down but we had, oh, before God. we started recording. The sweating. It's so funny. Uh, yeah, it's I'm not. Like, um, 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 <laughs> and he goes, what is it? Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> and then the... Uh, was that my bottle though? That yeah, was, it was yeah, the that, squeak was your bottle. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh god. <laughs> Sometimes I get the editing right. That was really good. Sometimes. Well then. Um, I thought I heard something come in the door. <laughs> Must have been the seat. <laughs> it was a ghost. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, welcome to another episode. Uh, episode 63. Uh, Matt, last night was Valentine's Day. What did you get up to? Last night, um, I had fried chicken. And me and my housemate played Luigi's Mansion on the Switch. Oh. All evening. Yeah, like three and a half hours. That's good. Long. No, it was good. It was perfect. We played lots of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. But nothing that... I did have a sort of Valentine's Day date on Thursday, though. Oh. Um, which is quite sweet. It gave me a Valentine's Day card. Oh. It was funny. It said, um, thanks for not ghosting on the front. <laughs> oh, that's quite funny, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we met in Horsemeat Disco just like just before New Year's Day, which is a club. Um, it's a night in a oh. club in the Eagle in Vauxhall. Yep. Um, so it's the like the Sunday between Christmas and New Year's, and ended up like coming back to mine, and then we ended up spending the whole day together. It's like a holiday romance in between Christmas and I live in London. I was here. I know, but still. Um, yeah, I guess so. And <laughs> we've been seeing each other ever since, right? So I, I do quite like him. Oh. And then he was like, about a week and a bit ago, he was like, oh, I want to take us out on this Thursday, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's a surprise. And I've been thinking about it for like a week and a half, being like, what on earth could it be? Because I'm not great with surprises because I can't really hide my face. Mm. Like if I'm disappointed or like, or something, I'd be like, you know, my ex-boyfriend used to give me like Christmas presents and I'd be like, mm. oh, I already have one of these or something, you know, um, mm. but it was really sweet. So we went to um, All Star Lanes in Brick Lane. All Star Brick. Okay, yeah. And that's bowling, right? That's bowling, but we didn't bowl. We did. <laughs> we did karaoke, just us two in a booth. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Because I don't know. Like, I'm not. I, I'm not massive into karaoke, anyway. Yeah. I do like a song here and there, but I wouldn't be like going crazy for it, to be honest. No, no. Um, it's never something I'd want to go and necessarily do. It's also, I think my head's something you have to really be in the mood for. Yeah. And I, I don't know. My If I was doing it in a booth, I'd want a big group. So it's a bit like, you know, less expo- exposed. You know, because it's just yeah. you singing. And then, and um, 
And the reason why is because like we'll be out in like um I like I like I like a little sing song. Yeah, I do yeah. have myself a little voice. You know, mm-hmm. I do like it. and he thinks I'm a really good singer. So he's like, you know, I think you're a really good singer, so I think we should go to it. Um and he loves music. So we went. It was just us two. And we just sang like duets for an hour. And we did like um When You Believe, like Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston. We did an Adele song, we did what uh, Adele, Backstreet Boys. A, Adele Jet? Well, I mean, we didn't just, just oh. do duets. Did you do Dolly Parton? No. Islands in the Stream? I don't even know what that song is. What? What? How's it going? Oh. Uh, Islands in a Stream. That is what we are. No one in between. That's a different song, is it? No, it's a cover. Yeah, there's loads of covers, isn't it? Well, do you know what's come up a lot this week? Which... It's a sample, actually, not a cover. Yeah. Still. Buff Daddy did it. No, not yeah. Buff Daddy. No, it's uh, Faith Evans. Faith Evans. Uh, it's when um, Biggie Smalls died. Yeah. And then they sang the song. What is it, what's it going on? I know it's not. There's a few of them. Islands in a Stream. No. Get a Superstar. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. And, uh, dirty Old Bastards. Yeah. Get a Superstar. <laughs> is a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love Maya. Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. I don't know who Kenny Rogers is. But this come up twice, actually. And both people were wrong in the past week. So, you know, um, is it the Whitney Houston song that she covered from Dolly Parton? Uh, I will always... I will always love yeah. you, yeah. Which one is better? No, listen. Whitney Houston is better. Her version is better, right? Her version is better. Ed? No. That's, this is... And Chris Lawton... Well, I mean... Both said that Dolly Parton's version is better. All right, that's a deal breaker. That's yeah. a deal breaker right there. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, Dolly Parton's version is different, but it is not as good yeah. as Whitney. But yeah, Whitney Houston, unbelievable. But do you know what they did not have? Because we did listen, Beyonce listened, obviously, and that was really good. Yeah. That was mostly me. He said, I want you to sing this. I was like, okay. Um, they didn't have And I'm Telling You from Dreamgirls. Oh, such a good song. That's crazy. Yeah, I can hit that note as well. The good thing about this is they had, you can change the key, you can lower it a lot, so you were like, because the first two songs we weren't really hard, and then we, honestly, we were both like, you know those goats that are like, do you know what came into my head yesterday, and I could not stop, I was in the middle of a meeting, and it popped in, and this is a work meeting, you know like video you showed me last week of singing from the rugby club? Oh my god. I was, it's mad. I was... I was watching, I was in a meeting, like a serious meeting at work, and it just came into my head, and I was, <laughs> I'm not a stranger here in the dark, other way, they say. <laughs> oh, well, um, anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Um, and I'm not going to say the names, but one of my friends had asked me to send a Valentine's Day card to them to make their boyfriend jealous. This is the most fucked up story because um, he was like he needs to appreciate me <laughs> alright so I was like okay so I sent one on Moonpig so I set up myself a little story and I just told you before so um, the are you going to say it out here? yeah I'll say it here I'm not going to say any names oh yeah, no but I mean I'm a... I wonder if they listen or not I don't know if they do um, but <laughs> they'll know by then anyways oh, okay. <laughs> but it'll we'll come out at some point for sure um, <laughs> uh, where's the cut? So one of them had been away over Christmas for like um, a long holiday, and then the card says. So I sent a card that says they had they had an open relationship, right? During that period, yeah, yeah during yeah. that period, miles apart but under the same stars. And then it says to the name. 
Thank you so much for keeping me warm on my trip. British winters are freezing. <laughs> and then it just goes brown bear, XXX. Oh. So I also know that my friend does have a taste for the darker chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> no orange included, thank you very much. Um, yeah, and I thought that was really funny. So apparently, just as we're recording this now, they're having a big argument over it. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to pod, breaking up relationships. Yeah, you know me. My dream is to ruin a family. Yeah, it is. So, oh, I'm not going to go to that. I'm going to say anything about that. Were you going to ask about... No. Oh, okay. No, it's another bad story. Oh. How was your Valentine's Day? <laughs> My Valentine's Day was really, really good. <clears throat> um, so I started off the week actually sick. I had to take a day off work. And I watched, I watched Aliens for the, Alien for the first time, the first one, which was good. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was really, really good. Um, to me, it wasn't, there wasn't as much Alien, a bit more waiting for the Alien to come. I don't really remember it too much, but it's, it's, it's a very good suspense building, but, but it's not like the Alien's there and hunting you down, which is, I, I loved it. I thought it was a really good film. Um, in fact, the more I think about it, the more I really enjoyed it. Uh, and it's also nice to see these little like references that you see in pop culture, like the chest explosion and something come up, that come up. Like you see the, you see the kind of comic version in like the Simpsons or whatever you might see, but yeah, yeah. it's nice to see the film where it came from. Um, so yeah, and I also watched this week, I watched probably like five episodes on Monday when I was off sick, but the morning show with Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon. Okay. And that came out a little bit ago, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I didn't have Apple TV. So, oh. well, I, I didn't realize like, oh, pardon me, I'm so burpy. Same. Um, food I made. Yeah. Uh, oh, we'll call, yeah. I'm at Matt's like and it's early on Saturday morning, and he invited me for breakfast. And I have to say, I would give him. I'm going to give him five stars. I gave him my um, after shag special. So <laughs> if you stay over in the morning, you'll get a delicious, delicious breakfast and lovely coffee. Unreal. Unreal. It was honestly. We. I'm going to post a picture on my Instagram. But we had eggs. You take a picture of it. Of course, I took a picture of it. Yes. Um, <laughs> we had eggs. We had the best streaky crispy bacon. On oh, my mouth watering. Uh, we had what else? We had like tomatoes that I thought were spicy, but they weren't spicy. But they were slow cooked over 45 minutes with oh, garlic and, they, and herbs. Mm, and they broke down and mushy. Mm-hmm, and, mm. mm-hmm. Then we had some avocado smash that had chipotle chili flakes because they got a little smokiness mm, and so, that yeah. that smoke resonated in the back of the palate mm-hmm. i have to say it was mm-hmm. uh, it was an after hit because i don't want to put too much in it so it was overly spicy it was more like the smokiness coming through just at the back mm. you read it right i read it yeah and then we had like they weren't hash browns but they were like good hash like hash browns they call them potato rosties yeah which um, is just m&s hash browns yeah they're dinner though they're dinner hash browns so hash brown for breakfast is hash brown hash brown for dinner is a rusty that's me i didn't know this yeah. Well, that's not how I see it, because they're the exact same thing. But if you call it a rusty, you can have it for dinner. If you have it for breakfast, you have to call it hash brown. You can't have a rusty for breakfast or a hash brown for dinner. See, I this is Matt. Matt just value bombs the whole day. Not all are valuable. So we were chatting today about coffee, and I was like, Matt, why are you putting hot water in the coffee cup? There's no coffee in there. And he was just like, well, I mean, what did you say? Oh, well, coffee's not supposed to go in cold cups. Why is that? It apparently ruins the coffee, it breaks it down. Because you know, like, coffee's supposed to have, like, the little oil on top, the creme and stuff, mm. and it breaks it down, it takes away the flavour. Um, so in coffee shops, because I know, like, um, where I work, like, on the top of every coffee machine, it's got a warmer, so, like, ceramic cups are supposed to go on there to keep it mm. warm. Um, so if I was, when I used to serve and stuff, I used to, because they weren't kept there, they were hanging, I used to always put hot water in the cup before the customer, so they could have it as well. Um, take the extra time, and it still came out really fast. 
And then and then you said you don't like cold warm cups. So I, don't I, like warm don't, cups. I don't like warm cups. I don't like I always just think in my head, <clears throat> I used to think when I get coffee served or any drink served in a hot beverage, I'm like, this place is really unorganized. Because this is this is literally just out of the dishwasher and straight into my mouth. And that is not true. It's not true. They're the professionals. They're professional in coffee. As opposed to what? Oh, well, if you get like a cheese or <laughs> a hot drink, hot, I suppose. Cheese and a hot drink. Tea. Oh. Well, it's going to be hot anyway because it's like hot water. I don't like things too hot, you know. And I'm I also saying. I don't like things too cold. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, like cold. I don't like ice cream. Okay, I thought you meant like my tea can't be too hot and it can't be too cold. <laughs> no, I, I mean like ice cream isn't my good. Do you know we, we went out for desserts a couple of weeks ago and all these people got nice. My tea. <laughs> Listen. And they're like, well, you, there was no gluten-free desserts and they're like, well, you can have ice cream. I'm like, I don't like ice cream. Ice cream's so delicious. No, I mean, I I did have a whole of Ben & Jerry's the other day. What flavour? Fish food. That's like caramel fish, is it? It's like, yeah, caramelly, there's marshmallows, like chocolate chunks. I've never been a big fan of marshmallows, I'll say that. Oh, I love marshmallows. But anyway. You don't like things too hot or too cold? No. I'm the same with hot food. Do you know how people, because um, I think it's old British people, they want foods to be piping hot, like boiling. Yeah. And I have no need for piping hot foods ever. You know, you can't have like a pie or something. You know, like, or stews and stuff, like because you can't eat it. You know, you want it. Mm. Um, you want it to cool down a bit. Yeah. yeah. I eat quite slowly anyway, so I'm used to having, like, lukewarm food. And my little brother, he used to, like, actually, like, he has breaks when he eats. So he'll eat a bit. Not like he's full or anything. And just stop. Yeah. Wait 15 minutes. Eat again. So we grew up... We I grew up in, like, a military house. My granddad was in the military. How have I never known this? Yeah, he's a he's in the RAF. Um, and he we used to, like, dinner was a big thing. Like, we were never allowed to eat anywhere except the kitchen table. We had to, you know, conform to certain, like I I got nervous. <clears throat> I used to have this real problem eating because I was never, I used to eat like this with my shoulders out, right, my, my elbows out. You're not dancing, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he, used to, he used to tell me off and I used to keep my hand and I used to get really nervous about eating out in public. But yeah, he used to, we, if we ever wanted to talk, you're never allowed to talk at dinner whilst the knife and fork were in your hand. Is that a thing? Yeah, apparently this is why dinners take so long. It's because if you want to, like, back in the older days, like when you eat, um, you'd eat your food, you could cut it up, and they, they take small bits anyway, and they put it in your mouth, you chew. Then t to talk, you put down your knife and fork, like on the side of the plate, mm. and then you talk. You can't be like, and I said, and then blah. And I was just like, my granddad would like, don't like oh you know, don't talk to my father. Is it only meals with him, or did your mum then do this? Mum was mum was totally relaxed. She was like fucking stew in a pool, go eat in the living room, give my headpiece. Would she? Would everyone else be the same when your granddad was there? Then? It was my grandparents. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, no, no. When my mum was with my grandparents, we were all the same. Yes. Yeah, but whenever I stayed the nights at my mum's house, it was something else. That's crazy. I was like sugar in my tea. I was like, this is great. I was not shooting my team at my grandparents' house. I got that bit from you mm. saying, I was excited <laughs> about something so regular. Um, anyway, my Valentine's night. So I came, <laughs> I came in from work. I had myself a Nando's to myself. And I watched Aliens, the sequel, which is also very good. Uh, and then my housemate and friend. I don't know what to call. What what I mean, what do I call? Well, they call him friend or housemate. I say my housemate. Yeah, that's what I say. And then somebody, sometimes people are like, 
thought you, I thought you and Dave were, you and Dave were friends. And I'm like, we are. I said, well, why are you describing the house to me? I said, because we live together. Anyway. You could say your friend he lived with, but that's long. It's long, yeah. I don't have that time. This is an hour show. Yeah, yeah. I'd uh, say I'm friends with my housemates. Yeah. I don't need you to define my, not you, but whoever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need you to define what I say. Um, yeah, so he came back. He watched the second half of Aliens with me, and it is jumpy. I can't watch films like that. You know how I said I, I don't really like... I mean, it's not really a horror, but, it's, but it counts as a thriller, I guess. It's, 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 it's I mean, there's a horror. Oh, suspense is a type yeah, of film, suspense, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a thriller or something, but... It was really good. Jumping is not really my... Shucks. Well, the thing is, this is classic. Like, modern horror films go for those really fake jump scares where they have the slow build up the music and then all of a sudden it's like oh, ah, yeah. a loud noise and it's all going to kill somebody yeah, walks past the thing <laughs> and you're like oh. <laughs> yeah and it's, it's cheap horror but that's what that's what modern horror is but I do like Resident Evil which is a computer game actually and for that reason so that's like the only thing we used to play it growing but up but that's different because you're immersed because you are actually the character I guess so yeah yeah. Um, I guess that's something and that's what was good about that was good about um, another reason why Get Out was a brilliant film. I fell asleep. Well, it was a brilliant film because it didn't rely on jump horror or, you know, and it was one of the first horror films that got nominated for Academy Award. And it won. Best director, maybe. Or I think he did. Best original screenplay, maybe. I feel like director. Because, wait, Kean Peel, what's his name? Peel, Jordan Peel. Yeah. He was director, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Anyway, um, and then I was sleepy because I had a couple of drinks the night before. And um, pardon, I keep burping that lovely food up. It's nice because I get to taste all that food again. Oh, God, that's disgusting. <laughs> um, Is it smoky like Chipotle? Mm, and then we, what did we do? I went to bed and I had, I get a cup of, I always take a cup of tea to bed. And uh, I was sitting watching something on YouTube in my bed and I... Tell them how you sit though. <laughs> <laughs> so I sit really awkwardly and when, I, when I'm doing this because I like, I like to position myself that I can lean the cup on my chest. Flat chicken chest. <laughs> My little noobs. That's so weird. Yeah, I don't know. I just sit like this in this air, and that means I just go like, look, and I get a cup of tea, and I have my phone watching something on YouTube. But I was so tired, and I only got halfway through my cup of tea before I fell asleep. You <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> I sounded. Friends. I heard it, it in my head. <laughs> before I fell asleep. <laughs> it was a, a friend's quiz at the thing that went on Thursday when we were eating. Oh, friend's quiz. Yeah. I feel like I do very poorly now, but I used to watch them a lot. Before. Yeah, it's a good quiz. It's a good show. Um, but anyway, I got to about half two in the morning. I woke up and there was a little wet puddle by my arm, and I had fallen asleep with the tea, and it spilled over my bed and onto the floor. If that was a cigarette, you would have died. Well, <laughs> it would never be a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> but I did think I was like, "Fuck, I'm careless. What if I've been a candle left on?" And I, I you know, a candle in your chest. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> Well, look, I've done candleworks. Everyone's done it, okay? Okay. And it was very painful and not for me. Well, shall we jump into some things? Okay. Yeah? Cool. <laughs> right, well, so this week we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we have a few... Micro topics, but then a main topic at the end. Yeah. So at the beginning. Do you want to do the beginning? It kind of makes. Well, everything I'm saying kind of comes Stems from, from that. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. We'll do that. Okay. We'll do that. <clears throat> Let's do everything Matt wants to do. Please. Um, I can't remember what you said you wanted to talk about. To be fair. It's not a bit. 
Arnhernandez. No, I put the other bits. Oh, oh yeah. So the, the anyway. yeah. Anyway. Anyway, let's see what happens because I can't remember what you said. So I have my <laughs> what I'm saying is important. Tick, tick, tick. I've said all my bits. So after we recorded last week, we recorded quite early last week actually on Sunday. And what we decided? Did we play games last week? No, we, played, we didn't. No, we didn't. We just watched that. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, because it was like three hours. Though. Well, it was it was longer than that, I think. So after we finished recording last week. We said, oh, do you know what? We'll watch that Aaron Hernandez documentary. And for those that can understand what he said, Aaron. 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 Aaron Hernandez. Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Um, the three-part documentary, which is on Netflix. Um, so just as an FYI, this episode probably will contain spoilers for that documentary. But if I'm honest, it's been out for over six weeks. And it's... Is that all? <laughs> came out around Christmas, I think, yeah. Okay. Um, and it's also based on real life. So if you don't know your history, you should check yourself, really. <laughs> jokes, jokes. Please listen. <laughs> <laughs> jokes. No, I just mean, you know, it is. We live in a time where you have to be responsive, and this is responsible. Responsiveness. Anyway, so you watch this documentary. So for those who don't know, Aaron, Aaron. Hernandez. Can you say Aaron? Aaron. Yeah, well done. Aaron. Aaron Hernandez is a pro was a pro football nfl basketball no fuck <laughs> <laughs> he was an nfl player football player a pro american football player yeah basketball for some reason um and he well i guess he became famous because he killed people yeah that when he was at NFL, he was... No, like, he's famous anyway, but yeah, for the reason like, why we're talking about him and this documentary is made about him was because he killed people, went to prison, and the documentary, which I guess I was didn't really appreciate the name of the documentary, but it's called Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez, and I just thought it was... We In my head, we both sort of... I don't know if you were the same, but thinking it was going to be more of a did he do it, did he not do it? Well, we both watched... You told me about Don't Fuck With Cats. Yeah. And that was a whodunit, really. And yeah. Like, and then it was like, and how did he or whatever. Yeah. And I guess the other one I really loved. But this one was just like, he did it. From day, from day one, it was like, yeah. He, he done did it, y'all. He did this. Like, <laughs> you guys, he did this. Listen, but we just don't know why. <laughs> yeah. And it was mostly about the whys, isn't it? It was, yeah, inside the brain. Like, inside yeah, the mind. Yeah. Of, um, <laughs> and I, it was three parts, and I thought three hours, but it must have been, like, some episodes might have been a bit longer, because it went on for time. No, not in a, not no, in a 50, bad way. 50 and 105 or something. Really? We stopped for, like, wheeze and stuff. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? Tease. And we had food. We had gluten-free fish and chips. I had regular fish and chips. Really yeah. good. Yeah. But um, at the end of it, we came up with this... Well, at the end of it, we... And your housemate watched as well, some of it. And we were saying... I was My saying... Friend, my housemate. I don't know how... You, I don't want to put a label on your relationship Which with... I have no idea what to say. <laughs> it needs to be something in the middle. I know. For housemate. For you. Friend. Housemate. Friendmate. Friend pal. House friend? <laughs> God. God, we're so silly. Um, How we love. Oh, lolly lols. I, I, and when the, so basically the documentary in the end, and this is like, he kills himself in prison. You're giving everything away, boy. Well, that's, that's, what, Listen. That, that's what we debated about. What? Well, this is my argument on the debate. I felt sorry for him. Oh, absolutely not. Well, this is it. At the end of the documentary, when the three episodes are done and he's told his tale... And you find out that he's dead in prison and you know everything. I'm like, I can't help but feel sorry for him. But you and your friend pal me at Toys person said absolutely not. And there wasn't even like a slither of a tiny bit 
I don't feel sorry for him. Like it's, I think there are a lot of like regretful moments, and we'll talk about a little bit about some of the things that I guess resonate with us. Mm. But it is terrible and absolute shame that people were killed, that he felt the need to do this, and that you know the trauma in his life had led to this moment. Mm-hmm. But he still committed heinous crimes. Oh, hundred percent. I'm not saying that I feel sorry for him to the point where I don't think he committed crimes or also I wouldn't say I don't think he should be in prison. I just feel sorry for him that, first of all, for me, it's anyone who's on the brink of suicide or contemplating suicide automatically invokes sympathy in me because they're at the point where they're, they feel they can't live anymore Mm. and life's precious. Um, and I just think that's incredibly, incredibly sad to get to that point. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be in prison. I'm saying to that point, that's that's where the sympathy comes from. Yeah. And I think that's what I say when I feel, feel sorry for him. But I also look at the journey that he, where he, how he got to prison, and you know, in in my argument for it, probably the reason or definitely didn't didn't help, but. There's certain things going on in his life that when it's in other people who have the same problem, they've also killed themselves. Uh, that being said, they didn't kill other people, which is the big thing. I think that's the thing. Like, yeah. If you're affecting people in such a big way and other families, and and these are people that, <clears throat> the ones that he supposedly had, well, some were just strangers, random like acts of just like... Um, Hot temperedness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he, t- he basically in the club he was in the club and some guy spilt a drink on him isn't that right is that what happened yeah yeah and then but two or three hours later the guys were leaving the club this Aaron Hernandez had already left spent two hours somewhere else then seen the guys in the car and went up and shot them in the car mm. in cold blood um, obviously normal people normal seeing people don't do that but it's like the um, the show had spoken a lot about all of the... I mean, it seemed like he had a particularly unique set of, sets of circumstances growing up in terms mm. of abuse that he'd suffered, both with, from his like parents, or in particular his dad. His dad, yeah. Um, he had struggles with his sexuality. It appears that way. Although, because I was reading up about it this morning, because there were some things that were not in the documentary about him actually saying in phone calls. And it's all speculation mm. at this point. It's all speculation because he wasn't able to come clean or you know clarify anything but in the documentary someone has said that they had a romantic relationship a boy had said that from them being in seventh grade to eleventh grade they had um a relationship and he had multiple relationships apparently he had said to his girlfriend and his mom or his fiance pardon me and then wife that he was in fact had homosexual tendencies and hated himself for it um did they get married they got married i didn't realize did they get married well, she has her. She has his name, but I always see her referred to as fiance. The person who's in a relationship with, like, mother of his friend, child. Yeah. Um, child. Yeah, um, it's spoken about like the sexual abuse that he and his brother both suffered as well. Mm. So there's a lot of things that's going on, and um, to me, what's really important is like, I'm much very much to the first episode of this series, like being having opportunities to open up and be honest and truthful about the things that have happened to you mm-hmm. to help relieve the like internal struggle, I think is really, really important. And I think that's the biggest shame. Um, 
when we talk about homosexuality in, in like sports and stuff, I think that's a prime example where you feel like you necessarily can't come out. They made a point, which I thought was a bit, I don't know if obtuse is the word, but it was a bit like, okay, let me just find the only other NFL player who has no relation to Aaron Hernandez to talk about his own journey about being gay in the NFL. Or the white guy. And then relate it to him when yeah. I'm like, you can't, you can't, I don't know if that's the same. No. People do go through similar things, but if they don't have a relationship in terms of not, I mean, a sexual relationship, but like, oh, you know, we've both went through the same thing and we've both talked about it. I felt like I was able to come out. It's literally like, oh, let's find someone who did come out once they finished playing American sports and then say that this is what Aaron Hernandez went through when that's not actually the case. No, I guess, I mean, I mean, no, you've said that, that makes sense. But the way I read that at the time, it was, it was, he was literally there reinforcing in Again, this is the way I perceived it. Reinforcing the fact that whilst you are a professional football player, the pressure is on you and you can't come out. Yeah, absolutely. So that to me was not about him connecting. It was sort of a line of evidence to suggest the fact that Aaron Hernandez was under insane pressure on top of everything else that was going on. Because um, the other thing as well, he grew up, his mom had this mess. Well, I can't even remember. His mom had that messed up relationship. Basically, the mom and dad separated, or the mom and dad died, or I can't remember. They separated, got back together, then he died. And then he died. And then the mom got with, like, a cousin's husband. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that broke up that family. And then Aaron, who didn't want to come downstairs and see this guy in his house every morning, moved in with his cousin, who... I mean, wrong side of the tracks. Um, people hanging around her house were not healthy people for a teenage boy to be growing up with. Um, so again, it just it puts him in a place. <clears throat> so on top of the sexuality, on top of the abuse from his dad, he's now living in an environment which doesn't, I guess, spurt anything better you know, you're not, it's not an optimistic outset. I mean, he was a heavy drug user as well. Yeah, of course. So it feels like everything, despite the fact that he had this like mad drive. Mm. And Incredibly talented work. by the thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, sorry. Um, all these circumstances led to obviously what happens at the end. Yeah. You know, him being imprisoned for he allegedly did, one of which he was convicted for. The others, he wasn't. Mm. Um, and then killing himself, obviously. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about sort of like the pressures. Because in sports, and it's it's surrounding us a lot at the moment in time, actually. Because today we're recording on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it's Saturday the 15th of February. Not much. February. February. Yep. And there's a rugby team in the UK called the Harlequins. Mm-hmm. Rugby Union. And today they're having a Pride's Day. Mm-hmm. So the one of the founders of our rugby club is going there. Oh, it's actually happened already. And they have a panel to talk about um, LGBTQI plus and sports. Yep. Um, and they have like a panel there. And then they have a special day where they're all wearing rainbow laces. And it's basically just a big celebration. Um, which is difficult. It's, I think it's quite new to sports, mm-hmm. potentially, you know, as... In professional sports, you don't get people that are super, super open, especially men, I would say. I think there's, a, you know, a, a lot more women are able to be their true selves or at least express themselves. Yeah. Um, whereas men aren't 
feeling so comfortable forward to do so. And I think we live in, I think if somebody was to come out, I would genuinely think the professionalism of the company that they work work for would support it. It's the fans. I think, and their team, mem- team members and teammates and stuff. Oh, the teammates, yeah, of course, I think they would support it, but I think it's the it's fear of, or do you not think they would? I think that is part of the pressure of feeling like, okay, my team won't support me. Yeah. Um, I, I think they would. Like, I think today, we're, you know, we, it's a whole new young generation growing up woke. I think it's different sports, though. So I think rugby is known and is showing that it's a progressive sport yeah. in a lot of different ways. Rugby union in particular. Or football, I guess. A football might be different. You know, the fans are very, very different. Um, the people grew up in very different situations. Mm. Um, you know, I think in American sports, basketball, I watch a lot of basketball. I don't really watch the NFL. Basketball is and has been more progressive in many different ways, according to race, um, the players, um, I won't say contracted, but like looking after players and how they treat them and giving them a voice. Whereas, so, um, because, you know, in American sports, there was a whole thing about like um, Colin Kaepernick bending down, taking a knee during the national anthem, right? Yeah, yeah. And then people are getting fined because all of the owners are white, the commissioner's white, and they're saying that you need to fall in line with what we're saying. Mm-hmm. And the other end, in the NBA, um, the players started doing the same thing. And then the commissioner had promoted their, like, um, protest mm. and said that he will support them in their protests following the race issues that will happen in America. Mm-hmm. And I think rugby union is a similar thing where it's more progressive, people more open-minded, generally. I know when I came out, this is years ago, um, to my rugby team, when I first started playing when I was 18, I was just taken in with open arms. Yeah. They take the piss. You know, people can say things differently now. Yeah. But, you know, say things then. And, but there's know. also, there's a difference in saying things that are meant in a, we've talked about before, like a stranger making a gay joke about on your, at your expense is not funny, but a, a straight friend yeah. making it is fine. I think so. In my, like if straight people took the piss of me being gay, I don't, I mean, I, I know in theory and there's a lot of, People out there be like, oh, you're still reinforcing this, whatever. But I don't mind. And I remember I put a funny meme on, I seen that and I posted it on my, on my Facebook. Like this straight guy, when I, he didn't know I was gay. Uh, I was at the gym actually when I first went to, uh, I think I mentioned this before. I might have mentioned the podcast. But I first, when I first, first started going out to CrossFit in the Valley, this guy and we were teamed up to do a partner wad together. Uh, and he's massive, like he's huge. And you had to pick a weight for dumbbell and usually you'd, you'd pick a team member who would do the same weight as you. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to lift that. So I'm going to get a lighter one. He's like, just lift that when you poof. And I was like, uh, no, I'll lift a lighter one and still just be gay. <laughs> and, uh, and then he didn't realize. And it was like literally maybe two months later that somebody told him I was gay and it just literally hit him. And he came up to, it was the Christmas night out for the, 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 the CrossFit gym. And he came up and he said, I am so, so sorry. I'm like, Mate, you don't have to apologize. I forgot. And he spent the whole night little bit annoyingly apologizing for the whole thing sweet but he felt bad and then after that like we just we actually became quite good friends so um i mean in that case like i feel like you kind of maybe you know i would say in my head maybe you should know better however different circumstances different places you know different countries and stuff yeah but i think what's really important is that he recognized that actually he could have offended someone and mm-hmm. tried to sort of learn from it yeah and i think that's where some instances you know people can be like Oh, you can't get offended by these what is being said or something. Mm-hmm. But it's not about that. It's about trying to understand individuals and you know and and 
being like empathetic towards how people might perceive things. Yeah, and I, just to be hundred percent clear, I did school him in an error of his ways as well, and I I just didn't do it at the time. I just waited because I didn't care. I was like, you be you. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And then so we came up and apologized, and we became, we became friendly. I said, this is wrong because there's reasons. I think there's actually, I wanted to bring up two things, and that's okay, which are both examples, one of which is where someone maybe isn't showing that they're, maybe they said things in the past, and we watched this Wendy Williams things the other day, we were speaking about Wendy Williams. Yes. And did you see the thing that she said about gays, a gay man wearing a dress? Yeah. Oh, yeah. she apologised yesterday. She yeah. apologised for it, which really wasn't an apology, I will say that. She I didn't was, watch the apology. But she's like, I'm a friend, you know, I said things, I'm trying to be funny, yeah. you know, people get upset, and I was like, okay, whatever. But, you know. Um, we've spoken a lot about Israel Falau, right? Mm-hmm. And he's had a lot of issues with his comments and then um, he's lost his contracts and he was thinking about retiring and then a team had picked him up. And we haven't spoken about it, although it did happen mm-hmm. recently. The Catalan Dragons picked him up to play rugby league, which is a sport he played before he went to rugby union. Mm-hmm. And that's called controversy. He's got a one-year contract because no team basically wants to it's touching like, touching because yeah. you know of the thing he says whether they believe his story or not so whether they support his or not you know it's like whoever picked him up is going to get publicity which you know I think a team if you hadn't heard about the Catalan Dragons now you probably have yeah right so it's not like they're, they're stupid and they understand what they're doing they're going for the you know any publicity is good publicity kind of thing mm. um, but the Wigan Warriors is a rugby league team in the north of England and they have a fixture with them on the 22nd of March mm-hmm. and they have then now made that game Pride's Day so when he goes there everybody's going to be well, there's going to be rainbow flags everywhere the whole team's going to be wearing rainbow laces I hope they kiss <laughs> That's a separate reason. <laughs> and a bunch I know that a bunch of people I don't know if the Steelers are, but there's people within the rugby union, the sort of um gay rugby union community who are gonna go to that game as well. Yeah. Um but he's shown no growth or remorse or anything or any attempt to learn and try and understand, you know, because he's so fixed in what he yeah. believes his religion says. Yeah. Um on the flip side to that, and this is where I think basketball is, is quite progressive. Is I've spoken about my favorite player before, once before. He's called Dwayne Wade, and he's married to Gabrielle Union from from Bring It On. Bring It On, yeah, great, great film. She's probably been in other stuff, but I don't. <laughs> it don't matter. I th- I feel I know her in a, a horror film. She's she's one of those people that are in things, but you're not exactly yeah. sure. Um, you know where she's sort of, but she's well known. She's very, very yeah, famous, mainly because of Bring It On. Yeah, for sure. And that face off of Kristen Dunst. It's such a good film. Love it, um, and he's he's I love him anyway. But since he's retired, he's been really really open about things. So he ha- um, he has a child who's part of the LGBTQ plus community, mm. and he has promoted that within his Instagram. Um, he's what age is the child? Twelve. Twelve. Did you say that? Sorry, no, I didn't say that. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's made sure that his siblings do the same thing. So he's got an old he's got an older child who is playing basketball mm. and has his own Instagram called Zaire. And Zaire's posted on his Instagram about his support for his um, sibling, mm-hmm. which is amazing. It's a 16-year-old mm-hmm. um, sporting. Dwayne Wade always makes a point of saying, like, anytime an article says Dwayne Wade and his wife, he says she has a name, her name is Gabrielle Union, she's very much her own person. Mm-hmm. And he makes a point of being, like, you know, individuals, women's rights and this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. This week, he was on Ellen DeGeneres and said that um, his child had come up to him and said that um, I would like to be identified as she and her. And can you call me Zaya instead of um, Zion, which was um, their original name, mm. her original name, 
um, when she was born and that she identifies as transgender. Um, and for a parent to come out and say that on one of the biggest shows mm-hmm. and be so supportive in, you know, he was very, very aggressive and masculine during the sport, um, you know, to come out and support his child and say, you know, now we need to learn. Now you are a champion. We want to reach out. They reached out to the, the cast of Pose oh. to find out what they can say, what they can do. And, you know, mistakes are going to be happening. You know, like misgendering and things like that sort of stuff. Well, it's going to happen. But if you want to learn and progress, then that's that's the whole point. It's not about getting it right every single time. Because a lot of these things are new situations. Mm-hmm. But this is an example of someone who's within sport who is not only accepting but advocating the needs to be a good parent and learn and accept those and let them be who they are and then we said about an instagram post where um zaya had basically said you know i don't want to live in a world where i can't be my authentic self and i believe that everyone can this is a 12 year old Mm. and obviously on twitter everyone was like and we'd spoken about this before you know a child doesn't have the ability to decide these things yeah um i don't think we need to get into like the nitty gritty but i do believe that everybody should have the opportunity to identify themselves as who they are and who they want to be yeah, I think, uh, before getting into the nitty and gritty, I mean, that first of all, that Instagram clip is so beautiful. This 12-year-old has their life together in more ways than I do as a 35-year-old guy. 34. Shit, 34. <laughs> um, so it was, just, it was just so beautiful to watch. Yeah. And uh, it comes from the parenting. It of comes course from the parenting, it does, yeah. And it shows an instance of Aaron Hernandez how that parenting can really affect you. A hundred percent. Um... I can't remember. I think I had two points to make, but now I've forgotten. I'll just sip my drink. <laughs> glug, 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 glug. Uh, I think the other thing I was going to say was oh, I going into nitty gritty. I can't even. I can't even remember what I was going to say. Oh wow! I'm going. To... <laughs> Go for it, Matt. I'm trying to learn a bit more about this as well, and kind of embrace like um, the reason why we can't record tomorrow. The other thing I said to you. No, you said something on. Yeah, so I'm going to, and this is a long one, and this is where I think people will hate it and stuff, I guess. But I'm going to an LGBTQ plus QTI POC dinner. Oh, right. So LGBTQ plus, um, you know, um, lesbian, gay, what's the rest of it? (laughs) Bisexual, (laughs) transgender, um, queer, queer and intersex plus. Asexual. Did I say A? Yeah, Q. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Um. And then QTI mm. is queer, trans, and intersex people of colour. So it's like a, you know, the non-white version, mm. basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, dinner tomorrow, which I think is really interesting. Um, you it's know, long-winded. It is long-winded for sure. <laughs> and, you know, there will always be arguments should, for, you know, for the idea. Should there be like, does and it's like anything, you know? Do we need this space and sort of stuff, you know? Because um, if there's enough people to have a space for, then you need the space. And obviously, I advocate it. We've not spoken about it, but um, I'd like to go and see what it's like because I've never really exposed myself beyond actually gay men. Mm. To be fair, um, a lot of this, uh, and I'm, I'd like to go and experience it and feel comfortable. I'm a bit nervous about it for sure. Um, but you got to make food and you take it there. Uh, well, I mean, after today, you can make it whatever you want. Basically. I'm making a carrot cake. Oh, okay. You can't eat that, obviously. No. Yeah. Um, I love carrot cake. It's good. Yeah. But it's because I, I just want to learn more. I want to, you know, experience different things and also feel a bit more connected to mm. other aspects of, like, queer society. Because I think we're all the same. I do. We're not the same, part of me. I think we can experience different things and support each other. Yeah. Um, I sure. think that's, like, 
part of what you were saying about uh, what do you call his face? Australian one. Israel Flam. Yeah. Is the ability to look at oneself and say, do you know what? I can grow in this area. Yes. Um, and that shows humanity. It's in order to understand life from other people's perspectives. I've said things and I've looking at the person I was 10 years ago to the person I am now. It's all about growing up and learning new things and you have to sort of embrace that. Um, so yeah, I, it's, that's, that's, that's life. And I, I love the fact that, um, Gabrielle Union and her husband's child has come out. <laughs> um, and that just, I love that. So I remember watching the clip earlier in the week and just think that's, that's beautiful. It's incredible. It's honestly, I cannot, I've already adored this man anyway, right? Yeah. And I tried to send him a message on Instagram before. Did he not reply? No. Oh man. I know. I was really upset, but I, I've been thinking about it for honestly like years, being like, oh, he's never going to respond. And he never did. But I basically just written this long message being like, I just think it's incredible how you supported your child and how open you are about, because um, it came around pride season and stuff as well. Mm. And I just thought, and I just wanted to say that, and you know, as someone who is gay, but loves sport, um, but also tries to embrace their femininity and everything and that sort of stuff, you mm. know, um, it's just a really great example of parenting and, and, and you know, being black mm. and... And he responded, and he's now going to be on the show. Imagine. I would literally... He's, you know those people... I'm not sat here, in your, sat here in your dining room. There's very few people that I would lose my shit over. I would probably cry if I met him. Even before all of this, but more so now. Yeah. Because I've always, always, always loved Dwayne Wade. How he played basketball, his like, accomplishments, and how he's been as a person from the interviews I've seen. Yeah. And then he's someone that I just, like, revere oh, massively. idol. Honestly, for me, he is, for sure. Yeah. And this is just doubling down. Like, it's actually mad. Um, but going back to Aaron Hernandez, imagine, so this is a few examples where parenting has such a huge influence, yeah. having the ability to express yourself and that support and with Israel Folau, religion and the impact that that has, because you feel like you can't open up any situation. Mm -hmm. There were churchgoers that were speaking about it. Yeah. He was um, really strong churchgoer, wasn't he? The family, yeah. yeah. Um, where you feel like, and not to say, not, and, and, you know, we don't know his situation, not to say that they all put that pressure on him, but it's more about, you know. People are saying, why did Philip Schofield come out and well, it's not that big of a deal. Not why I put it, but it's not that big of a deal. Why should it be celebrated? Mm. It's because everybody's individual journey and the pressure you put on yourself mm -hmm. is huge. Yeah. You know, you may or may not, it may or may not happen from external, but having it built up inside your own mind yeah. and constantly going over the, what will happen and how your life might be ruined yeah. based on you just trying to be yourself. Live your just, truth. Yeah. Um, you know, you put yeah. that, you can put that on yourself as well, you know? I think 100% you do. Yeah. Like it's not a... a, a it is so much pressure from within. And I remember, and I always, I still remember the feeling like I've said it a hundred million times. I remember the minute, the second I came out to my mom and told her I was gay, I just felt like I could breathe for the first time. And I, and that sounds so dramatic, but I, it, you, you literally, I felt such a weight off my shoulder and I cried and I cried and I was crying because I don't have to cry anymore because people know. Honestly, like yeah. that's, I did that when I told my brother, um, he was like, I know. And I built it up so much in my head, he's like, I already knew. And then I just started crying because I couldn't stop because I just felt this relief. Yeah. You know, and then I was like, can I hug you? And he was just like, what? You know, it's not that deep. Yeah. But to me, it was because I built it up. And then yeah. on the flip side, when I told my mum, it went so poorly, right? And we're out in public and she lost her shit. And all I could do was smile. And she's like, what are you fucking smiling for? Like, we're on the tube. Mm. And I just, honestly, I was like, I'm sorry, mum. I'm, I'm not trying to smile. But I was just, I couldn't stop. I was genuinely happy mm. despite what was happening. Well, that's it. Yeah, my mum, when I came out to my mum, it didn't go well either. But yeah. It was just, I still was so happy. I was just like, overwhelmed with yeah. like, I, this is it. I finally like, said it. The plaster's off. Yeah. 
And it was bad. And I just, I remember I was standing on the tube and I was like, she's looking back at me because she was walking ahead and she was like, we've fucking saying this for, you know, all this shit. It was awful. Absolutely awful. You know, and I was just like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not smiling. I promise. Oh, well, you guys have the best relationship now. I mean, oh, I'm oh my God. So we're going to see the Prince of Egypt next week. Of course, Nazara. Yeah, we're going to see shows. I love my mum. And, and, Honestly, again, it's taken years and stuff, but my mum has made such an effort to learn and accept. And, you know, she had her beliefs and she grew up a certain way. Mm. And having um, a son who's openly gay yeah. has helped her come to terms and learn and understand. And that's what you want, you know. Yeah. Obviously, things happen, but we spoke about it. We had an open conversation when um, I moved back home for those few months. Mm-hmm. And it was the most real conversation I'd ever had with yeah. my mum. And we were just... She told me exactly why she behaved the way she did. I told her exactly how I felt and how I never got over it. And it was just like this massive weight that just, honestly, just freed up everything in our relationship. I always say, 100%, the basis of any good relationship is communication. Absolutely. 100%. It's not, and everything else is built from that. You have to be able to communicate openly and freely with whoever you love or dislove or whatever. Um... And I think people misunderstand what communication is sometimes. It's not just about being able to express yourself. You need to have the ability to listen. To listen, yeah. And truly listen and be in the moment and actually consider certain things. Um, Yeah, communicator isn't just talking. It's about actually being open to listening. Yeah. So, going back to the Aaron Hernandez thing, um, one of the things you mentioned there about growing up as a kid and this is why I think I was going to say if I go into nitty gritty about um, Gabrielle Union's kid is I was doing some research on the Aaron Hernandez thing and one of the things we've not actually mentioned before is when he killed himself they studied his brain mm. and it turned out that he had is it ETC it's called? CTE CTE uh, he had one of the worst cases of CTE for somebody his age so he died at 27 he stopped playing at 23 for those who don't know CTE is a brain uh, is brain damage brought on by severe head trauma um, very well not common but it's coming out more and more in some retired professional American footballers because they take on so much damage to their head um, and in many cases many other cases that it's been identified as these um, these people have also committed suicide. Um, they know there's something wrong. They understand it. A lot of them kill themselves in the chest. So that, and I think there's two occasions, two that I can bring to mind. There's two occasions where the person had shot himself in the chest and this other person had shot himself through the heart and they had left us on the suicide note, please study my brain. Um, and some of the side effects of this disease or this whatever it is they call it brain disease is it disease? yeah because yeah. it gets yeah because it gets progressively worse even if you don't even that for, for example Aaron Hernandez he stopped playing at 23 but they believe it still got worse up until he died and they think it would have been from when he was in his teenagers yeah when he started playing football at the age of 15 and they think it's quite prevalent in say boxing for example it is yeah it is because that's yeah, like yeah. head trauma completely. head trauma yeah um so what, some of the symptoms of this disease is Unrational thinking, it's inability to control your temper, um, pretty much everything that might lead somebody to kill somebody else. That being said, nobody else has gone down the route of killing anyone else. Well, that we know of. 
that we know of. Um, I also read that his uh, alleged gay lover from prison had came out and said that Aaron had hinted that there was a fourth killer. He killed somebody else. A fourth victim. Fourth victim, sorry, yeah. And that would class him as, if it was four people, it classes him as a serial killer. If there's four people, I think that's what the US do. But anyway, so going back, that to me adds to why I felt sorry for him because he had all this other shit going on. Meanwhile, his brain was deteriorating, deteriorating. And then he decided to kill himself. And I just, to me, I felt sorry for him at the end. It's so difficult in these sports because it would change the game. And obviously, like, rules... Rugby, for example, have loads yeah. of rules about hitting below the um, chest and now yeah. waist and tackling. And American football had stopped... Because their tackles are stupid. They yeah. have no tackers. Like, they just go in. But they used to do... They banned um, head-first tackles because that's what people used to do before. Mm. They used to go in with their head underneath their chin on purpose mm. and hit someone right here. Mm. So, you know, because that would literally, like... But I also was listening to something on a podcast this week where... It said, this is an older guy, but he was saying how his dad now sits and watches American football. And he's, he's like one of the, oh, you're running the sport, you're running the sport, doing this, doing that. Um, back in his day, they didn't even wear helmets. But back, but back in his day, there was no real injuries. Because once they decided to put helmets on, that is when they decided to use their head as a weapon. Ugh. But back before that, all they had was like maybe a leather cap or something like that. And there was no, boom, there were, like you say, people literally go in head first. Mm. Now, like, back then they didn't do that because they didn't have that protection. They just played the game as it was. They still played whatever it was. But, so that's a big thing. So even though they've gone down a route of trying to make it safer, it's actually made it worse. For sure, because their technique is it's known that their technique is terrible. Whereas yeah. if you watch like rugby, for example, because you're exposed, no pads, mm. the best tacklers have great technique. You know, the Thank technique you. is really important. Thank you very much. I'm a terrible tackler. I actually, the one thing I was good at was tackling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really good at defending. I love tackling. I do not. I loved it. Mine is because of my shoulders, to be fair. So I've still got that, like, in, innate fear of, like, my shoulder popping out. Mm. Um, because I used to dislocate them a lot, and these dislocating games. I used to love, I used to picture myself like a little velociraptor, hunting across that field, grabbing the victim, jackaling the ball. So weird. Your little hands. Um, so yeah I mean guys I don't know if any of you have watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary but uh, let us know what you think I still feel sorry for him do you still feel not sorry for him (laughs) yeah Um, it's a tough one and I also read I read an article as well because I did some research on it as well they they put there's this article that I read and they put forward both the cases of why people feel sorry for him and why people don't and the majority of people because you get to vote whether you feel sorry for them or not. And the majority of people don't. And it goes like 83% of people do not feel sorry for him, while 17% of people do. Based on that one show? Uh, well, whoever goes in and votes in this thing. It's a live thing. Okay. Yeah. Is there, and I think the show is quite good. It doesn't... It, I don't feel like it projects an angle. It's unbiased, I think. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it's designed to make people have this conversation. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I, I, I thought it was really good. I didn't at the time. I remember watching and thinking, this is drawn out. But then I didn't know. It was a bit disjointed. It was. It wasn't very succinct in terms of. It jumped about. Like plots or whatever. You yeah. Know, like, I will say that. It, yeah. It wasn't a story in, a, in, a, in like a way you'd expect. Yeah. But I'm just shocked about how homophobic Netflix is. 
What? I'm I'm shocked by how homophobic Netflix is. Why? Because you have these documentaries. Uh, don't fuck with cats. Gacy Oigler. Don't mess with my brain, Aaron Hernandez. Gacy Oigler. So it's just like I don't trust twinks, and I don't trust jocks. That's why I don't put them on my accounts. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. Well, maybe they're not homophobic. Maybe they're just realizing that. If you're going to say that the gay should be celebrated, just remember, them bitches be creative. <laughs> okay. And, I always, I, and I, we know that. We don't know, don't I always say, the killers are everywhere? I, I wish I didn't start writing down instances where the killer's alive because it, it keeps happening in my real life where people tell me about stories and I'm like, literally in my head, I'm like the killer. The killer? And I, I need to start recording these down because you'll love it. You'll I love would, it. I do. I like the killer. That's I the love killer. these stories. I love, I love these stories. Did I mention to you, I don't know if I mentioned the podcast, this guy was like, oh, meet me for a drink. And I'm like, you could be the killer. And they, no, I said, meet me for a drink. It's hardly going to kill you. He's like, it could. Literally, <laughs> you could stab me. Um, I, don't like, I don't like these windows here. These big, Matt in his like, living room or dining room has these big French doors, which are beautiful in the summer. But when it's dark at night and you're in here watching a horror film, and it happened last week in the middle of this, some fucking fox ran past then came back, started looking in the window. I was freaking the fuck out. I was like... <laughs> you couldn't watch the TV, I yeah, saw. So. Could you? I couldn't. I kept looking out. I just, in my head, I kept looking out and seeing somebody stood in your back garden. You would hate it yesterday, and it's completely unrelated, but I know that you hate it. We were playing the Switch, all right? And then um, Ben was right there, and just by the table no, up here don't. was just... Honestly, this no. tarantula. No. <laughs> like, right, right where I'm sat. Literally like here. And the bitch was moving around. Yeah, yeah. It was fucking big. Honestly, it was like... It was this... It was like uh, three or four inches, like it was massive and it was fat as well. Oh, I feel sick. Yeah. Actually, oh. hate spiders. So uh, please send him pictures and Do not, on, guys, if there's one way to piss me off and make me automatically block you, defriend you, or whatever, it is to send me a picture of a spider. That being said, I did watch, like I said, Aliens and I thought they look like spiders, the baby ones. I don't remember what they look like. Uh, there's a scene where the little girl's in the lab and you think there's only one and. Sigourney Weaver's kicking ass. I must tell you actually before we go up. Um, <laughs> uh, Sigourney, Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver's kicking ass and the, there's a little girl in um, Aliens, the sequel, and the camera pans at her being all scared behind that girl crawling up over the side. It's just this alien. I'm like, oh my God, run, bitch. <gasps> oh, fuck, it scares the shit out of me. Um, but made me think. When I was, when I was a, this is before I even watched any alien film. When I, I was at uni at this time, I always have really vivid dreams. I won't say always. There's times where I have dreams where I can like remember every single detail. And I had one about Sigourney Weaver. Just this week? No, ages ago. Oh. And I'd never watched Alien, but I'll tell you what it was. So in this dream, you know how dreams just start in the middle of nothing. Yes. In this dream, I'm running away from something. And I run through this door. And there's a big conference going on, round tables, people sitting down, sit down dinner, that type of thing. Big stage on the table, on, on big stage with a podium on it, up behind the tables. Who's there? Sigourney Weaver. No, Anne Robinson. Oh! <laughs> Anne Robinson is on this podium asking people questions. It's like a quiz. Almost like the weakest link. Strange that, right? <laughs> she's up there and she's having this thing. And I'm like, in my head I know I'm running away from something. But I want to stop and take part, but I can't. Because I love a quiz. We love quizzes. And I, I keep running on. And I think the answer to the question, I always remember the answer to the question, I think it was rhubarb and custard. I think, 
I don't know why. I just that always when I think of this story, it always comes into my head. Um, so anyway, I run through the door, the other end of the hall, the door that I ran in, and I'm on my landing in my house. It's I've come like as if I've come out of the bathroom, and then I'm like, oh, well, my bedroom's down the other end of the hall, so I'll go down to my bedroom and then hide from whatever is chasing me. And I walk past my mum's door. And all of a sudden, Sigourney Weaver swings from the ceiling, knocks me into my mum's room, and pins me down on the bed. And I'm like, fuck, bitch. Out to the back of her come tentacles. Like, black and green tentacles. And they they pin me, like, they pin me down. Like, she sat on my waist. I remember, like, bucking and trying to get off. And she tentacly ties me down to the bed with two hands like this um and i think i can't remember what she's gonna do because i remember looking at my hand and like trying to get get out but there's a pen sat on my mum's bedside locker and i grab the pen and this is where it gets really accurate i grab the pen like this so i'm pinned down so i don't have much movement in my hand and i just grab the pen and i flick it like as much as i can at my wrist that's pinned down and it lands in her neck so when you even get stabbed in the neck he like shoots it <laughs> like a dart, oh, <laughs> and I managed to like kick my leg free, and I kick it into her throat, and the pen is like a see-through bic, like a thing, and this red and green liquid starts spiraling down the the pen, the the see-through plastic bit, and starts pouring out of the end of the pen all over me. And at this point, I start shaking, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I wake up shaking in my bed, like, oh, my God. Oh God. <laughs> the most traumatic thing. And it sticks with me. Why is it going to I have no idea. Did you watch something you think? Which you came out at the time. Do you remember she did that film? Was it Heartbreakers? I would have no idea. No, she, she and Jennifer Love Hewitt, I think. Yeah. They're, they're in a film together. It's called Heartbreakers, where they play a mother-daughter con. A brilliant film. Have you seen it? Uh, I, I think it's something I would watch. It's so good. under So I, underrated. I think I did. I think I did see it. Yeah. It's like a little rom-com. Yeah. That's the kind of shit I like. If I'm going to watch a film, it's yeah. something like that. Well, we were going to have we're gonna have a film night some night because you've never seen Pretty Woman. No. <laughs> or Ghost. I saw that like as a child. Like, you don't appreciate Ghost. Yeah. Um, so we're going to watch Pretty Woman. We're going to watch Ghost. We're going to watch Heartbreakers. Um, we're going to have a movie night. Jordan's going to come around. Why do you say Jordan needs to come around? Because he was here when we talked about it. He said, oh, can we watch this? He, I, he said, can we watch a film? Are you sure? Yeah, it was the other night when we were all sat here. I don't know if that's true. Why, why do you not Oh, like, after the podcast? Why do you not like Jordan? I mean, I, just, I, I had my <laughs> film. Okay. He's been around. Every message I get at the minute is about that podcast. <laughs> I'm like, all right, calm down. No, guys, thank you very much for um, the continued support of that episode. Jordan, I think, still blown away. He messaged us yesterday and then we group going... Messaged us yesterday. Um, it was good. Do you have anything else to say? No. No. I don't actually, but I will want to say one more thing. I do. <laughs> um, I have nothing more <laughs> to say. No, no. I, no. I'm wrong with these people. <laughs> then I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I have a long list of things. Well, I have quite a few things, but we'll leave it. <laughs> I want to talk about Jesse Small being back in the news. Um, you don't know what that is, do you? Do I, I know who Jesse Smiley is. No, but you don't know why he's back in the news. No, not clue. Uh, well, quickly do this one because I thought it was because we talked about him before, and we, he, we talked about him twice before. We it's talked the same thing pretty much, though, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, we, well, first of all, we talked 
about it when it was just a hate crime. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the, uh, last year, for those who don't know or may not remember, last year, Jussie Smollett, who's a uh, gay black actor from Empire, Empire um, <clears throat> last year he was charged with falsely reporting to the police in Chicago that he was drop kicked or something by some white people um, who actually ends up being two black actors from the show. Um, yeah, Did he paid them off to do the hate crime. Yeah, he paid them to mm. be, actually beat him up because he posted pictures from hospital and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but he's told the police he was attacked by two masked men whilst he was walking home from a Chicago subway. Um, to him in the morning, he was punched and he had chemicals poured in his face. Um, the actors or the two guys um, said that apparently they they taunted him with some homophobic and racial slurs. Um, after they beat him up, tied a noose around his neck before fleeing. That was the alleged hate crime. I think Jesse Smollett still says it happens. Happened. Wasn't he imprisoned? No. Oh. No, no, no. Um, uh, She'll never work again in this town. Well, the he also said that the attackers shouted, this is MAGA country, which is make America great again. Um, so, yeah. the pol- He says it happened. The police were like, it didn't happen. Um, so he was being charged with uh, wasting police time. Um, apparently the police say that, well, he actually got off in the end. He went to court and whatever happened, he got off. He had to pay ten thousand pound and serve two days community service. Dollars, dollars, ten thousand dollars, which a lot of people say it's not enough. Um, the police say that for the amount of time it took, so the uh, they accused him for. He did all this to promote his to promote his career, and uh, he was also dissatisfied dissatisfied with his uh, salary. Yeah. Um, so he wanted a better storyline and stuff on the show, and he brought this around to get more PR towards himself. Um, funny, which, uh, well, I can't remember the name of the uh, American or South African anchor who the Noah Trevor Noah Trevor Noah. He said, "Oh, Jesse Smollett or Black Pinocchio," <laughs> <laughs> um, and he also said, "Like it's funny because Jesse did all this wanting a reoccurring storyline, and now he has it in real life." <laughs> like, it's like quite funny. I don't think Trevor Noah is funny. I some I think he has his gems. But they're few on that show, it'd be about writers, though, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, it's just a delivery, I guess. Yes. But anyway, so um, police were sad that he got off Scott Free. Whatever happened in the courtroom, the court let him off of it. Um, he still says it happened, but whatever, he was never charged. So what's come about now is the, the pl- I think that the police have brought in some special prosecutor, because I think they're still dissatisfied with it all, because they wasted th- hundreds of thousands on this investigating hundreds of thousands i think yeah yeah hundreds i yeah okay i don't know why i like to just do this but i think they were suing him for over 100 grand okay yeah of police waste of time because it was quite a big thing and when you have an actor in this in the world where he's gay and black it's like we have to do all we can to make sure this you know and it's politically politically driven because he said it was the trump thing mad um, so they were dissatisfied with the outcome. I think they brought in a special prosecutor to look into the thing. And obviously he's already been let go of certain charges. And I don't think you can charge somebody again if the court's found you innocent of certain charges. It had to be some sort of appeal or something, I guess. Not, yeah. not a re- Yeah. Right 
But this, no, I'm saying that. No, I did. <laughs> we're, we're, we, are, we are experts in every field. If this podcast promotes anything, it's how... I mean, I've watched every episode of The Good Wife. I'll tell you this now. I watched Ali McBeal. I never watched that. We're yeah. different ages. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they found six new things that they can charge Jussie Smollett with. One should be his hair. Well, it's too curly. <laughs> well, I seen him as a shaved head. I didn't recognise him at first. And then I was like, oh, you're hot. And then... Um, but yeah, so he's 16 charges, so he's back in court at some point. And this is it. I think what Wendy Williams says in the show is, he's, he's his jail sentence started when he got caught. Like, allegedly, we all believe that he did it. Um, but he'll never work again. No, there's no like, way. He's, he's destroyed. Even if he didn't do whatever it is, then, like, it's just a reputation, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. It's... He'll need a situation like Israel Falau. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, he's not as bad as Israel Falau, I guess. No, but a situation where someone just needs publicity, so oh, they'll put him on. Oh, our show's it. feeling, but we have money. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. But then I, I, the Israel Fly thing, and with this, I would, I would, if I was fans, I'd be like, I'm not going to support this team anymore if they can't respect my LGBT family. I think they've messed up. I think many people would do that for sure. Yeah, I think many people won't know. But the other thing I want to talk about was, do you know this thing called Patreon? I don't know. <laughs> I keep forgetting every week. <laughs> Literally keep forgetting. Well, if you were to guess what Patreon is, what would you say it is? Um, I think it's got to do with a Pokemon. So yeah. Eevee evolves into Umbreon, yeah. Jolteon, yeah. Flareon, Ooh. Patreon. Patreon, yeah. Well, it's sort of like that, but she only has three steps. Okay. And you can evolve from being basic to being bougie to being daddy. Nice. Yeah. Okay. They evolve at level 15, <laughs> level 27, and level 65, which is in two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so Patreon is there. It's linked. It's a great way to support us. You know, guys, we are sitting here. I mean, it is a nice setup we have right here. In Mutt, you know, if we were in a studio, we'd never get food before it. This we could order food, though. We could. We'd be plush. You could pay for our meals. <laughs> <laughs> I had to buy bacon on discount. <laughs> and use the yellow label. And then I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I bought the nice one for you, you know. I, do you know what? I tasted how salty it was and I thought this is good bacon. It wasn't salty. Because I didn't use the smoked one. I got unsmoked. That might be left over from last night. What? The salty? The salt. Is that yeah. a weird joke? <laughs> Never worried. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, anyway, yeah, go sign up for Patreon. We would appreciate it. And yeah, thanks continue for the ongoing support. That doesn't make any sense. Thanks again for the continued ongoing support. And I'm going to check out right now. Have a lovely week, Ashley. Have a lovely week, Matt. Have a great week, listeners. Bye. Bye. Bye.